The time has passed to shut down wet markets. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. As the coronavirus spreads around the world, many are renewing calls to shut down wet markets, including Dr. Anthony Fauci of the White House Task Force. Wet markets are known for selling dead and living animals such as cats, dogs, fish, rabbits, bats, and seafood. They're kept in conditions that are unsanitary, and highly stressful for the animals, circumstances ripe for infection that can jump to humans. Some animals are often slaughtered on the spot by sellers using the same knife over and over. The so-called wet markets are named after the melting ice used to preserve food, as well as the constant washing of the market floors when they're covered in blood from animals. It is widely believed that COVID-19 originated by jumping from animals to humans in a wet market in Wuhan, China. COVID-19 19 is zoonotic, meaning it originated in animals, as are about 75% of emerging infectious diseases, according to a recent study. HIV and Ebola jumped from animals to humans, and thousands of viruses in birds and mammals pose a direct threat. Humans are coming closer to animals in places other than wet markets. Deforestation, the intensification of agriculture, and urbanization are closing the gap. For example, bats are coming closer to humans as rainforests are cleared for oil, lumber, and livestock. Proximity to animals risks the chance for viruses to infect us, but as the Washington Post reports, most don't make the jump. The spread of coronavirus may depend not only on social distancing, but also on our indoor environments. Scientists at Yale have shown that the cold, dry air of winter helps COVID-19 spread among people. But as humidity increases during spring and summer, the risk of transmission through airborne particles decreases both outside and indoors. Winter air makes viruses a triple threat. Indoor heating reduces humidity, providing a clear path for airborne viral particles. Also, that dry air dampens the ability of cilia, the tiny hairs in our airways, to expel pathogens. And the immune system's ability to respond to viruses is suppressed in drier environments. The researchers stress that their conclusions only apply to aerosol transmissions. COVID-19 can still be shared at any time of year by people in close proximity and through contacting it on surfaces. That's why people living in warm countries and people working close to each other are still susceptible to infection. Using the oceans to produce electricity is called blue energy, and it's relatively new. Blue energy can come from waves, currents, or tides turning turbines in the sea. Oceans can also produce electricity using temperature differences between warmer upper layers and colder waters below. According to Climate News Network, the amount of blue energy being produced has increased tenfold in the last decade, but still, it's only a small share of global demand. Blue energy is clean and compact and more predictable than solar and wind, its infrastructure lasts longer too. The biggest hurdle for blue power is the cost. For example, projects based on tidal movements have some of the highest upfront price tags in the renewable energy sector. Scotland is the only country that's producing a meaningful amount of electricity from the ocean. It has the largest array of underwater turbines in the world and has exceeded expectations. Now, an international collaboration, including the U.S. China, and 22 other countries called Ocean Energy Systems is pooling resources to advance research and development of technologies to harness energy from all forms of renewable ocean resources. (laughs) 
There's an ancient underwater forest off the coast of Alabama that was buried in a tomb of sand and sediment for thousands of years. Then Hurricane Ivan hit in 2004, sweeping away nearly 10 feet of seabed, exposing a forest of cypress trees. Marine creatures that love wood moved in. The New York Times reports that the location of this cypress forest is a secret to most, but not to a team of microbiologists and chemists. The team is diving down 60 feet in the Gulf of Mexico to recover one species in particular, a shipworm that could lead to the discovery of new compounds, bacteria, and medicines. Shipworms are not really worms at all, but instead bivalve mollusks that have a tube-like appearance. Earlier research into the creatures has led to drugs currently in development. The bacteria in shipworm gills help them digest wood and leaves their guts almost sterile, suggesting that they contain antibiotics. Each species they have found has different bacteria, making them a potential treasure chest of chemicals compounds. And finally, most of us are hoping that social distancing will help slow the spread of the coronavirus. It should, if lobsters are any guide. A study sponsored by the National Science Foundation in 2006 showed Caribbean spiny lobsters, which by nature are very social, avoided sick friends, even before they were obviously infectious. The researchers weren't able to determine how the lobsters knew others were unwell, but said the avoidance tactic could be the reason for the limited spread of disease among the crustaceans. Lots of animals do the same. Take ants that live in tight quarters with hundreds or even thousands of close relatives. According to the news site called The Conversation, when disease sweeps through a colony, sick ants self-isolate, and healthy ants reduce their interaction with others. Monkeys practice a more nuanced form of social distancing, similar to what humans would do. Mandrills continue to care for sick family members, but act avoid infected individuals to whom they're not related. Not all creatures can afford to social distance, such as the banded mongoose, which relies on having close-knit communities for survival. Still, the animal kingdom has shown that, in evolutionary terms, social distancing has allowed species to survive. And what's amazing is that they've done it without Zoom or Netflix. Our coverage of COVID-19 and water is made possible by you, the H2O Radio listener. Please sustain our reporting by donating at h2oradio.org and thank you.